Who'd have thought? Heading into year four here at Shonen and Suds. Cody. We're back again. Chris, we are back. We, we again. Get, we are back again, yeah. We get to celebrate, Chris. It is three years, man. What a what a wild time, you know? I know. And I, I'm right, we're going into year four, right? Or are we going into year three? Did I did I give did I give us some extra time? I think I think we're technically going into year four. Okay. We, we have but we've three, been doing for we, three year three full solid years under the belt. Yeah, this is episode one fifty six. So this is our you know, one fifty six divided by three, I believe is fifty two. Hey, the math checks out. Math checks out. There it is. So this is our it's our three-year anniversary, so we're going into year four, right? That's how that works? Yes, that, that's exactly how that works, yes. Cool. We, we got there. <laughs> we figured it out. Um, we, just, we just had to noodle it out a little bit. That's right, yeah, Ben. But we are, we are, we are here, Chris. We have uh, watched a lot of anime over the last three years, and we have got some exciting stuff to talk about today. Uh, we got our... Uh, we got our... What, what are we calling the album, Chris? Is it... Now that's what I call Shonen and Suds? Is that what it's called? I... That's that's what I call Suds Volume uh, Volume One, right? Like that makes the most sense. It's the, oh, it's the most it? catchy that before. You said now that's what I sure. call Suds. Is that what it is? Yeah, now that's what I call Suds Volume One. Okay, and that and what that is is we each picked five intros and five outros, um, mm-hmm. for, for a, a you know a a two disc twenty song, <laughs> you know, call the one eight hundred number now and you can get it <laughs> for nineteen ninety nine. And we'll throw in a bonus copy if you call within the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. basically, we wanted to help you put together your workout mix, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, that's right. On two cassettes and two, or two CDs, send check or money order to... Exactly. P.O. Box, we don't know yet because we don't got one. All, all <laughs> I remember is Chicago, Illinois, 60652. That's just from McGruff the Crime Dog when I was a kid. I oh, love that. Love that. I yeah. knew that. I knew that zip code before I knew my own zip code <laughs> as a kid. Hey man, <laughs> those TV commercials get to you, man. Um, they do. They most certainly do. But this is exciting stuff, Cody. Um, like we said, you know, we kind of just started this as something to do during COVID, and it's turned out to be a, a fun little ride, just because it's allowed me to reconnect with a medium that I forgot that I loved as much as I did. Um, and I've seen, I've, I've been able to watch some fucking bangers and really just get lost in some great storytelling. Now there have been a lot of stumbles along the way there for every, for every high, there is a low for every two. There is a fro stop and go <laughs> sword in the stone. But, um, but anyway, the highs have been much higher than the lows have been low, if that makes sense. If what I'm saying is, you know, oh, yeah, noodling. <clears throat> no, it, it definitely makes sense. I mean, we've covered, see here, just looking at our list, we've covered 48 movies, <laughs> covered 34 shows, and we've covered 13 live actions, I believe. Let me double check that one. Yeah, 13 live actions. So I don't know what that all adds up to, uh, but it's it's close to 100 different anime. So um, Yeah. We'll probably probably hit that this mm -hmm. year, I would imagine. But yeah, like you said, this is just a labor of love. We were just bored during Mm -hmm. quarantine, and now here we are. Yeah, and I'm glad. I know you were you had been asking around for like to like somebody to do like an anime podcast with, and I was like, I I I think I was what like your fourth or fifth choice. Oh no, Chris, I went. You you were first on the first on the chopping. Oh hell yeah, 
I think the only oh, thing yeah. we were debating was whether to do anime or video games, and this just mm-hmm. is way cheaper. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Video games, absolutely. we gotta buy. We gotta buy video games, especially if like could, like if an old thing wins, we gotta buy that. Like it's just right, and they can and they can be a lot more time consuming too. Like I don't think you could plow through. I mean, you if that's all you did, you could plow through you know Breath of the Wild or fucking Tears of the Kingdom in a week. Which, by the way, Cody, I still haven't started. I <laughs> You know me, I know. I'm not a Zelda guy, so I'm not offended at all. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm just so far behind the eight ball on this one, but that's right, man. You got it's the all new, right. You got the new place. You know, you're moving up in the world. You know, been busy. It's, it's been. It's definitely been some busy times, real busy times. But you know what, Cody? As we, you know, as we often are, as we have been for three years strong, we are back for the next episode, the an- the next anniversary episode of Shonen and Suds. As always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And, you know, this week you may be wondering, well, you know, what did we watch this week? Well, Cody, we, did, we, we didn't watch anything, but we watched everything. Because, like you said, you kind of touched on it briefly. We wanted to kind of put together some things. We wanted to, you know, we're doing like a top five intros and outros um, to put together the, oh, that's what I call Suds Volume 1. We're also going to noodle over our rankings, you know, because, you know, we mentioned this last week that, um, you know, and that'll be the bulk of our podcast. We really wanted to just kind of clean them up because I think the more, the further removed I am from some things, maybe I think about them less fondly or it's like, man, a lot of the stuff I maybe have ranked higher, I j- at the end of the day, when I sit down and really think about it, I don't think they're as good as some of the things that I might have ranked lower and vice versa. Um, so we're going to toil over that. We've got our, we've got our, you know, the viewers, the, the listeners have spoken. So we've got our, our first class of the side character hall of fame. Um, and then we'll have the, the, you know, at, at the, by the end of this thing, we'll have our, our poll winner. So our poll winner will be announced at the end of this live, Chris. Um, yeah. We, okay, we'll do it live. Yeah, so if somehow you're already listening to us, you've you've hacked into our computers and uh you know, go head over to our Twitter and vote, Chris, because you know, we our our side character Hall of Fame didn't get a lot of votes, so it it, it could have been up to you. You know, you could have chosen the next character to make it. Um You know, it's something I'm fond of saying on another podcast I do. It's uh it could be you. It could, could be you. Could be you. It makes the difference. That's right. So you guys need to head over to our Twitter at Shonen and Suds and vote on these polls to decide what we want. Right. Who makes the cut for the the side character Hall of Fame? Um. Yeah, and then we got a little bit of news today, um, which we can get to that, Chris. But you know what, Chris? I, I, I'm gonna put the cart before the horse a little bit because I'm. Let's do it. Cause I'm a little parched. You know, it, it's it's a hot, humid, rainy day here. <laughs> And uh, as, as the great warrior poet Rob Thomas once said, "Man, it's a hot one." That is right, Chris. And I, I you know, I I need something to drink, Chris. I got the mini fridge here. Well, brother, well, let's not waste any time. I need to know, and the people at home need to know, Cody. <clears throat> what you drinking? Oh, a good crack. Good crack for a, a good day, Chris. All right, so. Uh, I'm I'm going with one of my newer newer favorites, Chris, out of the uh, mm-hmm. those Smirnoff like ice canned ones. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm icing myself here. Uh, oh, this, brother! Today I have the blue raspberry lemonade. Um, uh huh. This is not for the beach bodies, which it's raining today, so you know we'll be all right. There's definitely some That's sugar. Right. There, there's definitely some sugar in here. Uh, definitely some uh-huh. calories in here, but we're at only 4.5 percent alcohol, Chris. But it tastes okay. So damn good. 
Um, I got I got a couple flavors of this today, or for this cast. I got the blue raspberry, and then I have the peach lemonade. Um, oh hell yeah! You know I love a good peach lemonade. Yeah, and then you know if I if I polish off both these, I do have some extra natty lights in the fridge as always. Um, love that. Which speaking of which, you know I, I was telling uh, I was telling my wife Sam that uh you know you mentioned the I'm not drinking one right now, but uh we we bought a little thing of Mio at the store today, so we can uh, we can take a page out of your book and just okay. do a. Uh, Liquor with water, and we got we got a raspberry lemonade flavor. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Chris. Yeah. So I don't know if you can hear all that. They're they're doing like yard work and all that shit outside, you know, and they get those oh, fucking no. industrial sized weed eaters and stuff out there. <laughs> no, I can't hear any of that. But uh, perfect. I am excited to hear that you you've hopped aboard the Mio train, man. We've, we've been well, doing. It was so fun. I was no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say we've been doing it a while here. Like it is like. You know, especially like, you know, people like people try to go on like, you know, diets and try to, you know, do keto and all that stuff. You know, Mio is the way. Mio is the way. I was worried that like my my wife was going to take some convincing. She's very picky. Um, she's not, when, when I say she's a picky eater and drinker, it's not like a, I'm picky. All I eat is chicky tendies and she's not, she's She's not not (laughs) that kind of, yeah, exactly. She's not that kind of picky eater. She's a picky eater in the sense that. I like my food prepared a certain way. Like if I'm going to have corn, I want butter, salt, and pepper in it. If I'm going to have asparagus, I want it cooked this way. You know what I mean? Like it's more pick. It's more like preparation picky, right? So I said all that to say, I was worried she wasn't going to like, you know, the idea of like mixing liquor with really just flavored water. Right. But she was down for, she was like, okay, okay. Cause like, it's true. Like, just look at the math. Like, you look at a thing of, you know, like if you were to buy some kind of, you know, Minute Maid raspberry lemonade, that shit would cost you like $4. But, you know, you get the thing of Mio, which is like $3, but you get like four times the amount as you would get in the one carton of uh, raspberry lemonade, right? Yeah, and we buy, I don't know if they had them near you, but we go with like the big container of Mio. It's like a like a $5 mm-hmm. bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And I mean that, like, like you said, there's all the flavors, um, mm-hmm. and, you know. And <clears throat> I don't know, like some people get tired of the carbonation of like sodas and things like that. that you yeah, don't and have, I you lo- got to deal with I, any I of like, that. Yeah, and like sometimes, like sometimes when I'm having like a liquor drink, I don't want the carbonation. I don't want the bubbles. I mean, because it does, it, it does go to your head faster. Though, you know, if I'm having vodka sodas, I want, I, I'm, if I'm drinking vodka sodas, it's because I want those to go to my head. But if I want to just like sip on something, Cody, I'm gonna tell you right now, just two fingers of whiskey with like a little splash of water with some of that raspberry lemonade in there. That's going to be a mighty fine summer treat. I do declare. So. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, I can't, I mean, we've done every combination under the sun here. Um, brother i'm ready i'm ready to, i'm ready to, to dive into that that's for sure and plus dude i mean even like like what is the price of sodas now like you get like a little bottle like a 20 ounce bottle of soda is like two bucks now what brother, people are gonna be people are gonna be sucking dick for 20 ounce <laughs> bottles of soda <laughs> soon like, we're, you, we're, we're getting close we used to have 99 cent two liters where, where did those go where did they go they're, they're, those are a relic of not just days past of just another lifetime ago Exactly, exactly, Chris. But you know, we 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 went a little off the rails there. Uh, I didn't get to hear, Chris. What are, what are you drinking today? So I've already cracked it because I've got a couple here in front of me, Cody. I had, you know, we're going in. You know, it's an anniversary episode, so like I was toiling at the store. I was like, I need to get a frequent flyer, right? Like I need something that I could just put my feet up and talk with. So, Cody, there's no other choice 
than the 38 Stubby, the John Lawrence special, a Coors Banquet. Chris, I was hoping it was which, the 38 Stubby, honestly. I was like, it's which, gotta be that. Which, brother, that's what, uh, that's what Alex and John had in their fridge when I went down to Raleigh last weekend. Chris, they, they've been listening. They, they know, they know they the knew. way. They knew. That's literally, that's literally what they were like. We knew you were coming. Why do you think we bought them? And I was like, I'll drink to that. I was like when I went up to Michigan and stayed with Justin. He had mm-hmm. PBRs in the mini fridge. I was like, mm-mm-mm. Brother, you, you, knew, you <laughs> knew I was coming. You're talking my language. Yep. Yep. Love that. Love, love having the Coors Banquet back on the cast. God, they just go down so fucking smooth, man. Like, like to me, like, you know, like, so like okay. I mean, I drink, I, I literally have my bottle of water here with me as well. My, my, my big sip, which, by the way, Cody, I don't know if you leave the house with like a water bottle or like a, a jug or something. I don't know how I lived without ever leaving. Like, I, I cannot leave the house to go anywhere without like a, a container of water with me. Oh, Chris. I just well, can't. So I have, I, I know we have like nearly the same like container bottle thing. Cause you have like, yeah. a, like it says towel on the side, I believe is what it says. Yes. I'm looking yep, at mine on my, on my nightstand now. I, <laughs> I, I used to take that with me, but I have like the bigger mm. one. So it doesn't fit in my cup holder. Oh, Chris, bro. Chris, you said the magic word. You said sip, Chris. And let me tell you, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so Panera or St. Louis Bread Company, uh, if you're nasty, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> they uh, they have this unlimited sip club, Chris. Oh hell and yeah! So they they got me. They got me, Chris. It's like a it's like two months free of you know you get any drink you want every two hours, which is pretty. Pretty damn. Oh, convenient. wow! So you just you just walk in and just get yourself a drink and peace out. Yeah, it's pretty convenient. Like especially because like I'm obviously I work for DoorDash, so like I'm in a Panera like ten times a day anyhow. <laughs> That's right. And now I just get free drinks. Um, That's I don't know. Awesome. I don't now. I don't know if I'll keep it past the two month deal because then it's like mm-hmm. twelve bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you get a drink every two hours, but I mean, there's plenty of times where I just go and grab a water. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, they also got like all their different lemonades and you know Pepsi's and you know they got all kinds of stuff in there. Um, like to me, it would be worth it alone just for the coffee. Like if oh, yeah. coffee's yeah. included. Yeah, I'm not a coffee or a tea drinker. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll have a sweet tea every now and again. Um, but those mm-hmm. are all included also. Um, and I'm not. See, that's smart. No, our cast isn't sponsored by Panera yet, but you know, here we are plugging <laughs> them up. Um, but no, Chris. Yeah, I I hear you, man. I I gotta have something to drink. Uh, while I'm doing anything, like I'm, I'm a thirsty boy. Like, <laughs> well, dude, and, and and brother, I don't know if you just you cross a certain threshold when you get older. Don't ever, if you ever forget it, you could be you could be completely hydrated, but the minute you realize you forgot your water, you fucking, you, you it's like you've been crawling through a desert for six hours. <laughs> All of a sudden, you are thirsty as shit. You're just like. Fuck. It's like when you wake up in the middle of the night, Chris, and your water cup's empty, or your water bottle, or whatever you got, and you're like, "Oh my god, dude!" It's like smacking dust <laughs> in your lips. Like you don't, you're not like thirsty enough to where you want to get up. Like it, it's never worth it. So that's a, it's, no. it's a rough life, man. It's a rough. You life. just have to hope you can fall back asleep before you get really thirsty. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough, man. You know, and I, Chris, I used to buy water bottles all the time, but now we got. Our our fridge like dispenses like the you know the purified mm-hmm. water or whatever it is. Oh, of course, of course. Look at you. Nobody wants to get up in the middle of the night and walk all the way to the fridge and wait to. Bro, fill I up didn't realize cup. you moved to the White House. Yeah, man, it's just like it's not worth it, man. You're nice no. and comfy in your bed. You're like, oh, I'll just deal with the 
deal with being parched, I guess. Um, no, absolutely. Not, not, not here. Not in this. Us. Yeah, no, no. Goddamn right. Not in this house. So now that we're now that we're staying hydrated, Cody. Now the question is, like, where do we begin? I know we we have a little bit of news to discuss. Nothing crazy, but yeah. oh, oh, that was a good one. News <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, Chris. So I think the biggest news and. It actually, like, the news dropped of it that I heard of it um, right after last week's mm-hmm. cast, and that is that Hayao Miyazaki's new film, The Boy and the Heron, um, mm. is out in Japan right now. It's going to come out in the United States later this year. This is the one where this they just... This final film, right? Or supposed final film, Yeah, it's like right? his ninth final film. Um, but this is the one where it's just the picture of, like, what looks like a some kind of bird i guess that's the heron i'm not really sure but that's mm-hmm. the only promotion it's literally just that image and that's it there's no trailers there's no no interviews oh. leading up to promote this movie like Hayao miyazaki is just like he he knows he's the shit so he can just do this he can just release like a little image and be like yeah come see the movie that's it you're gonna show up like you he, yeah like <laughs> um but I, Chris, I'm dodging. I'm trying to experience it the way he wants to, like how he, how, mm-hmm. how they, they've done this up. You know, I don't want to he- read a synopsis or know what I'm getting into. I'm just going to go see it when it comes here. Um, but yeah, it, it opened in Japan this past weekend, uh, earned 13.2 million, and that's in USD in the opening weekend. Um, love that. Yeah. So new, the new Studio Ghibli Hayao Miyazaki film is out in Japan. <clears throat> We don't have, like, a no official date of when it's going to come to North America. It just says, everything just says mm-hmm. later this year. So. Love it. But I am definitely very uh, excited. It looks like it also, it earned $1.7 million on IMAX screens in its first three mm-hmm. days, which is a new record. All right. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm here for it, man. Like, Miyazaki is just, I mean, it's, I mean, the Walt Disney of anime, right? Yeah, and I mean, the, he, he's an old boy. I think he's in his 80s now. Like, I, I didn't realize he was still alive. I thought he was dead. Brother, no, he, he just retires. Cody, I thought he was dead. Brother, no, he just retires every, like, six months. I think I'm having a Mandela effect moment. I legit thought he was dead. Oh, shit, Chris. Well, F me and the B. Wait till you find out the Monopoly Man doesn't have a monocle. Wait a goddamn minute! You <laughs> wait a goddamn minute, sir. It's gonna be a slippery, slippery slope if you if we go down that, the Mandela that, that effect just, route, <laughs> brother. That just doesn't seem true. I think you're telling tales again, brother. There's not a what corn- have I told you? There's not a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom logo. <laughs> you can you can check your undies as many times as you want. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I'm I'm a BVDs guy. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, the Mandela effect—that's a slippery slope. But uh, you know, we'll yes. we'll save that for another cast. Um, Absolutely. But outside of the new Hayao Miyazaki film, uh, Chris, mm-hmm. you know, I just saw this. We have James Cameron um, talking about working on the new Avatar film, like the follow-up to uh, is it the Way of Water. Um, yes. Not only that, Chris, he says he is working on new Battle of Angel Alita films. Films—that is plural. Dude, that's plural. Now we're at. No fucking clue on when these come out because I mean, his movies take a minute, you know. Um, yeah, no, they most certainly do. They absolutely do. But I mean, they also have like some of the greatest visuals we've ever seen. So, um, oh, dude, and we we can be and patient, I Chris. We can enjoyed be enjoyed Way of Water. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, just because I don't want to go. I, I'm assuming it's like a three-hour movie, so like, 
Nuts. It's long. It, it's it's a lo- it's a long one, but it doesn't. It's on Disney Plus, which which is oh, fine. Is it okay, it cool. doesn't. Yeah, it sure is. It doesn't feel as long as you would think, but I mean, it's it's a it's a commitment. Like it's a watch. That's but, right. I mean, now that it's on Disney Plus, I can check it out. Yes, like going to absolutely. the theaters and seeing a three-hour movie, I'm never. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Um, yeah, completely worth it. Completely. Yeah, and then in other anime news, we have uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but uh, mm-hmm. they revealed the English dub cast, and it looks like July twentieth is the premiere. I don't know if that's the dub premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the dub premiere. Okay. So yeah, um, JJK season two will be begin dubbing on the twentieth. So that is in. Today, that is today, the first episode. Oh, man, <laughs> hot off the presses. Check the calendar. It made. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Once again, man, that, that's one that I'm still, like, I am still. We want our, we want our reason to be invested. Right? I do. I, I genuinely do. But it's, it's fine. I, I'm, I, that's one I am definitely going to still continue to. I'm, I'm going to trust the process on this one, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like when when season two finishes, we'll check it out. Yeah, and <clears throat> I keep hearing that it just picks up and picks up and keeps going. Um, so mm-hmm. I hope that's true. Um, but Chris, some some news huge if true. Some news that's hot off the press. You're gonna like this. Uh huh. Um, I'm ready. Chris, we have a new f- anime uh, series. Or let me make sure. Mm-hmm. Say if it's a series. The sci-fi action anime, okay? It's called Lazarus. Okay. Adult Swim announced I know nothing of it. that it's producing a new original anime titled Lazarus uh, for Toonami mm-hmm. with Shinichiro Watanabe. Okay. And animation studio Mappa. So, okay. I mean, that's probably going to be at least solid. Oh, it's going to... I mean, we have Watanabe helming it. We have Mappa, who is now in charge of AOT, Chainsaw Man, JJK. Okay. Um, and it looks like John Wick's Chad Stop. Let me. Let me uh, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm gonna butcher this. All right. Chad Stop. Stahaleski. Stahaleski is directing. Okay. He is designing the action sequences. I'm assuming he's like some like some action uh, director or something. So um, that's a, that. This sounds like a good match. All right. Dude, I'm here. I say less. And they they do have a a little like. Kind of description of what the show is. I'm not going to read all that just because I kind of want to go in blind. Um, well, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, Lazarus. So we're going to keep we're going to put a pin in that for now. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep keep an eyeball on that one. Definitely going to keep an eye on that because uh, we could all use a, a new a new Watanabe show for sure. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's pretty much it for the news, Chris. I think we are ready to uh, to jump in. Um, where, where, yeah. So. I, I, I guess we I feel like we can wait on the rankings on like yeah, our, I think our ranking we... adjustments because I think what the people are here to to hear about is the the, the <laughs> now that's what I call suds and our well, side character Hall of Fame. Yeah, so I was gonna say, Cody, I think we start with the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, that's how WrestleMania weekend always starts, right? With the new class of the Hall of Fame. You're so ab- you're absolutely right, Chris. So you know oh, without. Without further ado, yeah. why don't why don't you give us your first entry into the Hall of Fame? So sure. So in this inaugural class, Cody, like when you, when you what what makes a side character? 
someone who is, I mean, clearly like by definition, right? They're always just not front and center, but they show up when you need them to. They usually have the heart of a champion and, or something. A lot of times they have like a really cool ability or just a really funny little like quirk or something about them. So I want to talk about somebody who encompasses literally all of that. He shows up at the at like some of the most pivotal moments in the show early on. He disappears when he needs to, has a really cool power, and Cody, he is not afraid to rip the shirt off and flex it. Of course, I am talking about the major, Alex Louise Armstrong. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. That's right. A ra- round of applesauce for Major Alex Louise Armstrong. Absolutely. I mean, he's textbook he, side character. He he is in a stacked show with a stacked cast, and uh, for him to be the first one out. Um, Absolutely. I, I I figured when Chris, when we first came up with this idea, I figured he would be a first a first rounder for you. Um, yeah, he's a first ballot. He is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he has some of the best moments in the show, right? Like, just like right off the bat when he's when when Scar shows up and is really taking the wood to fucking Ed and Alex, our boy shows up and is just like, nah, brother, you want to kill Alchemist? Why, why don't you why don't you get a fucking slice of this guy? And uh, and then he just starts fucking just scrapping. And I love it. Every time he just every time he shows up, you're either getting like a really solid comedic moment. Or you're getting, or you know you're in for like just a really just fucking slobber knocker of an action scene, which is great. Yeah, and not only that, Chris, he's also involved in like some more of like the emotional moments, like when the yes. boys don't know about Hughes's death, or like he's, oh he's brother, the, he's like the one that's there when he, when the boys like like when we get their full past revealed and everything, like oh, and even at the funeral, right? Like he's got the hands over his eyes, like he's bawling like a baby for his boy Hughes. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Definitely a Hall of Famer in, in our eyes, and uh, yeah, well, our first right. entry into the, the Shonen and Suds uh, side character Hall of Fame. Uh, but Chris, you know, it's time That's for right. it's time for a... Oh, that, no, I was going to say, well, that, I mean, those I don't are big shoes to fill. I don't think that so crack, who's, uh, I don't know if that crack picked up, but I cracked another one. I, I did not hear it. I we're, did not hear it, so... We're on beer number but two. But you can crack cold ones. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm about halfway through number two. But if you're if you're cracking a cold one, Cody, that means, that means we've got big shoes to fill. Who can step in and join this inaugural class behind Major Alex Louise Armstrong? All right, Chris. Well, this entry uh, definitely does not hold the candle to, uh, to Major <laughs> Armstrong. Um, but is my original favorite side character in anime, um, uh-huh. and and played a pivotal role. You know, spoilers ahead for some of these animes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Death Note, and I'm talking about Matsuda, Chris. I'm talking about our boy, Classic. Matsuda. Um, you know, Chris. He, you know, he <laughs> he he is like the rookie on the force, right? But Chris, mm-hmm. he comes full circle in that series. And uh, ends up being the one to put down Light Yagami, uh, which he figures it out. He, 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 you know, he noodles it over. He becomes the catalyst Chris, of may, solving this thing. Chris, he may be the only character that makes it into the Hall of Fame that kills the main character of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, good like, point. There's probably a good ar- there, point. I mean, there is an argument that Ryuk technically kills Light because he writes his name in the Death Note. Right, but, but I mean, that's, that's, a, that's just a him. Matsuda lit him up in that warehouse with bullets. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think Light and was... just Swiss cheesed his ass. Yeah, Light was going down no matter what. And our boy Matsuda, you know, he took care of Misa. Mm-hmm. Did all her running. Um, has some classic lines from the show. You know, you go Misa, Misa. Him and, his, him and our boy Moji just holding it down um, and doing all That's the right. work while, while Light and L get to have their chess battle. Um, but yeah, my first pick is uh, Tota Matsuda. So, um... That's that's my first pick, Chris. Uh, with that being said, Chris, for your final pick before we get to our poll winner, um, who do you got? Well, Cody, you know there, you know I, these are two really A plus picks. But then when I when I think of what really personifies a side character, somebody who might not be as strong as the main character, but it goes back to having a lot of heart and just being scrappy. And just arriving right on time to help the hero out, or standing there and holding the line while we're re- waiting for the hero to show up. You know, they don't need to be extraordinary. They don't need to be, they don't need to have powers beyond, you know, human capability. They just need to have, like I said, they just need to be all heart. And Cody. I don't think anybody rides into our heart or shows up right on time like the greatest side character in side character history. I'm talking about Moomin Rider from One Punch Man. The just the the true goat. There's <laughs> nothing this guy is just brother this guy this guy tells you that anybody can do anything anybody can be a hero if moomin rider can be a hero but you know what he's all guts he's all guts no glory he's all heart and he is just the fucking man he is my sweet baby boy and i don't know in one punch man but i i'm pretty sure if something ever happened to moomin rider that they would be dead within seconds of hurting this man like they would just be just dead like they would they wouldn't just be dead they would probably die in the most excruciating way ever yeah saitama ain't pulling no punches after that saitama would just break them into a million pieces because nobody hurts his sweet moomin rider and lives to talk about it that is so, right Chris. that's mine moomin rider has his own funko pop too you know that's that's mm-hmm. It got him on the bike. Well, I need it. You know, Chris, whether he needs to get oh, Saitama a ride home on the pegs or, you know, he's he's coming to, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. to hold back the villains just to, just so <laughs> Saitama can get there. Chris, he's got his own skin in Overwatch too. All right. <laughs> dude, brother, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like Moomin Rider is the fucking man and the dude can do some sweet jumps on his bike. I'm saying, Chris. Like if we still had like Dave Mira BMX games, I think Moomin Rider would be like the bonus character. Oh, 100%. He would be the Spider-Man like in Tony Hawk. Like, he would be the He guy. would be. 100. Hundy P, for sure. Yeah, definitely well, like, well-earned in spot. Goddamn right. That's right. He, he should get his own wing. Like, I think there should be, like, every year there should be the Moomin, Moomin Rider, like, Guts and Glory Award or something. <laughs> we might have to add that to our uh, to our list here for our, <laughs> our yearly awards. Um, Absolutely. Well, yeah. Cody, what about you? Who was your second entrant? Um, I, I can see the name. It's a it's a good one. 
Yeah, Chris. So this is, I mean, it's it's my favorite Attack on Titan character. Um, so there might be some mm-hmm. some small spoilers for AOT if you guys haven't seen it. Just heads up. Um, and it's not the name you're thinking of unless you've been listening to us for a long time, Chris. I'm talking about Connie Springer. I'm talking about our our sweet summer child, man. <laughs> you That's know, right. Him and Moomin Rider are cut from the same cloth. Exactly. Just a small town boy yeah. with big dreams. That is right, Chris. You know, he he Connie's been through some shit. He's made some mistakes along the way. He hasn't mm-hmm. always, you know, been on 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 the right path. Um, but with the help But of he's his always friends, there when you need him. Exactly, Chris. You know, he didn't want to believe All it. reliable. He didn't be- want to believe when Bear Tolt and the boys were betraying the squad, you know. He he he's torn up, Chris, over Aaron and Mikasa and everybody choosing sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris, you know what? Like you said, he's always there. Um, mhm. And he, he he's and when push comes to shove, he will fuck you up. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Chris. You know, his ODM gear mistakes are, are a thing of season one. He he is that's right. He is zipping around, Chris. He and he's had to make some tough kills, man. He's had to kill some friends. Um, he 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 had to right, right there on the docks, baby. Right there on the docks, man, to protect our boy Gene. Um, mm-hmm. which Gene, another another nominee, um, another that's like right. potential side character Hall of Fame down the road, but. Mm-hmm. For now, Chris. Oh, you could just have an AOT wing oh, for yeah. just great side characters. Yeah, and but for now, Chris, it's going to be led by Connie Springer. Um, and yeah, those are our four choices that we we each got to pick two uh, once again. And you know, Chris, we made a poll. Um, we did. We have the winner of that poll, Chris. Our nominees. I nominated Roy Mustang and um, uh, Levi Ackerman from AOT. And you nominated Erwin Smith and Mario Togata. And our winner, mm-hmm. according to the fans, was Roy Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So we got two FMA characters in the first class. I mean, Cody, what can't be said about Roy Mustang? You know, he is the glue that holds the the military together. Like, he's he's strong-willed. He really genuinely cares about the people under him, even though he, but he also knows how to play the game. He is, he is very much the triple H of, (laughs) of fucking AOT, not AOT, FMA. I said AOT, FMA. And I I put too many acronyms in one sentence. My brain just scrambled. (laughs) And one of the, you know, he lost his best friend, but when he gets, when he gets his fucking paws on the fucking on the culprit, on when bus, he yeah. finds out, when he gets it on, on all of them, on all parties involved, yeah. holy shit! You like there is no wrath like a Roy Mustang scorned, and those are some of the best moments in the show. Like he just melts, just absolutely fucking melts them, and. Through, and I love the fact that throughout this whole thing, he never lost another friend. He sent them away when he had to. He did, you know, he just, I don't know, man. Like, there was, like this guy is just the, just the pure, unadulterated leader. And it was just so funny throughout the whole thing. At the end of the day, he was always looking out for the boys, right? He was always looking out for the kids. Like, they're kids. And he knew they were kids. And he's just, like, he knew... He, he knew he had to make some hard decisions and he had to be the bad guy in a lot of situations and, and, you know, depending on your perspective and he had to feed people from the long end of the spoon, but man, 
but boy, howdy, what a hell of a character. I, I don't, of all the nominees, I'm actually really glad Roy Mustang won because he, he, I think he's probably not just one of the best side characters ever. I think he's one of the best anime characters ever created. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, I ain't got nothing to follow that up. Chris, you, you, <laughs> you, you said all the words I was going to say probably 10 times better. Um, yeah. Roy Mustang is just a, he's just a beast, man. He, the fucking goat. Like the only one you can trust in the higher ups of the military. Uh, like you said, sometimes he's got to feed you from the long end of the spoon. But when it when the show is all said and done, all of his decisions made sense. You know, Chris, he gave his sight. And he's only he doing his, it to protect you. Chris gave his sight, even. Like, man yeah. didn't gave it all. Um, he is the definition of I will fall on the sword to protect everybody under me. Like he, like, he just is true leadership. Like, he is, he's not just a manager. He's a leader. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Yeah, that Chris, that is our inaugural class of the side character Hall of Fame, complete. Got, Fantastic. We got all of them. We got Roy Mustang and General Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist, Connie Springer from AOT, Matsuda from Death Note, and mm-hmm. uh, our boy, Moomin Rider, leading the class. That's right. That's right. Front of the Head pack. of the class. <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's right. Just cycling ahead, doing sweet jumps off the curb, baby. That's right. Um, you love it. You love to see it. Yeah, that is our side class Hall of Fame in the books, Chris, for 2023 and before. Um, it'll be a a yearly thing at this point now as we move forward. Um, Absolutely. So now that we've got you know the class, Cody, we need we need some music to play them on and play them off. Like you don't just walk into the side character Hall of Fame and not like you know be just greeted with some phenomenal tunes, right? Absolutely, Chris. Um, so I guess we'll start with the intros. Yeah. Um, so this was hard, right? Like this was this was difficult. Um, yeah, now no, he small, made sure that there was no. Go ahead. I was going to say just a small caveat for the side character Hall of Fame and this. These are only shows we've covered on the podcast. So yes, if anybody's absolutely. wondering why we don't have like a Dragon Ball Z character or, or a Naruto or a One Piece, it's like only what we've covered on the show from now. Yes, because it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to put fucking Kuwabara in the in the in the Hall of Fame or I'm going to cover the the Neon Genesis Evangelion intro. You know what I mean? Like these are these are known entities, but we want to keep it in line with what we've already done. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Chris, um, but like you said, even with, you know, this limited selection, dude, it mm-hmm. was fucking tough. Picking, it was hard. Picking intros and outros, the, the, the hardest cuts we've had to make, the hardest ranking list we've had to make. Uh, in my opinion, um, like ranking anime is nothing compared to picking five intros yes. out of you know ninety shows 100. that we've watched. <laughs> like, yeah, and not to mention that like like each show had has multiple intros, right? So it's you know it's finding the right one, but also too one of the big things to me, and, and the reason and, you know I was I was going to preface this, I'll just kind of lead right into it. One of the things that I did for my for my intros and outros is i i kind of created a criteria of how does it make does it does the intro get me hyped to watch what i'm get diving into does it set the mood for what i'm getting ready to watch and that's like and is it just you know and you got to have that you know the, the the personal thing is it just a bop right so i i it, it had to fall into like 
as much of those categories as possible. And the outro had to kind of, it needed to be like something that just kind of washed over me, right? It needed to be something that like, man, what a ride, what a story, what an episode. And I, I, I needed it to fit. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And some outros fit better than others. So that's how I was able to narrow it down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Chris. I, and, th- and there's some that aren't, you know, not as, you know, upbeat that I saw on your list, but definitely hit that mm-hmm. like, kind of like emotional tone, um, for like what was yes. presented in the episode and so on and so forth. Um, absolutely. And I'm fi- I found that I enjoy as far as outro like intros. I think you need something that just has a good flow and just fits with the vignette and the, the pieces that they've put together on the intro. Right. Um, and then on the outro, I have found that I really enjoy the more like melancholy, go for the emotional tones, just make you just think things that are going to make you just think about what you've just seen. All right, Chris. Well, with all that being said, uh, what is your first intro into our uh, brother onto our album here? Yeah. So, so track one needs to be, you know, also too, if this is track one on the album, it needs to be something that's going to set you up for what's to come. So I'm going with, so one of so my number five or, or track one, I should say is this fire from cyberpunk edge runners. It, it's just eclectic enough. That's, I mean, and again, Cyberpunk Edge Runner is this very vibrant, kind of loud, very, very like kind of crunchy show, right? Like you, you listen to this intro. I mean, you don't even get the intro in the first episode. Like the first episode is just, or not, not right off the bat. You're, you're dumped into this show with just a, just a murder, like just murder of all these police officers in the, by this dude using a Sandevistan and, and you're introduced to some characters and you just see how bright and just crazy and just how, just how, how fast and loud this show is. And then you get the intro and it's just like, and of course the intro is just beautiful to watch. And I was like, this is just perfect. This, this sets the tone for what this show is going to be about. And I just, I can't think of a better way to start this album off. Starting us off with some Franz Ferdinand, Chris, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that. Well, Chris, my first pick. Uh, I'll, I'm just gonna start. Track with, two. I'm just gonna start with my favorite, my favorite track on my list. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I somehow, Chris, this one I like forgot about until I went back and re- started re-listening to these. Chris, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going with Parasites intro, uh, which is, I believe it's Let Me so Hear good. the name of the song. Um, yeah. By Fear and Loathing in Los Angeles is the name of the band. Oh man, what a, what a great band name, Chris. This this band had this song has like everything. It like the intro itself is great, but then like I went and listened to the full song. I sent you the live video where the crowd just going mm-hmm. absolutely bananas. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, the song has you know it's got breakdowns, it's got the metal parts, it's got the singing, it's got a little splash of auto tune in there for us. We got a dance mm-hmm. part. We got it's everything. Um, and, and it's great, and it's great on the show too, because Par- dude, Parasite's super underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, I guess you know, like the show itself was fine. The live actions were good. Um, yeah, but I guess I just somehow forgot that the intro and the outro also slapped. Like they just, yeah, they just absolutely slapped. Um, but yeah, that's my first entry is uh, Parasite. Let me hear. Nice. 
Well, my next one, Cody, you know, I want to get a little funky with it. You know, I think the obvious choice when we start looking at Cowboy Bebop is you just go right for tank, right? Like to go right for the dun 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 Like that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a given, right? That's the platinum record sitting on the wall. But I went with the deeper cut. I went with something that you could just kind of groove to. And that's Ask DNA from the Cowboy Bebop movie. The intro to the movie, which again is great after coming off the intro scene in the in the uh, convenience store, and it's still like it's we're, we're getting ready to go on just a fun ride, dude. Is what this song tells me, and it's just if there was ever just like a kind of a poppy like contemporary rock kind of song that just fits with Bebop, it's this one, and it's just a like I cannot listen to this song without just like tapping my foot. And just bopping my head, maybe like maybe like slapping my thigh a little bit. It's a it's a banger, and especially coming off of the, the first two tracks, this is one that you can just kind of you know kind of slow it down, just kind of you know just kind of just 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 vibe, you know. And that's what Bebop is, dude. Bebop is just a vibe, right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's still a track coming from the seatbelts. So, you know, you, yeah, they're still represented here on this album. Like you said, Tank's kind of like the the <laughs> the platinum record. Um, that's the low hanging fruit, right? That's, that's like that's like it's like it's like going to a Skinner concert and like asking them to play Freebird, right? Like yeah. you've heard it a million times, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope to play Freebird, man. Yeah. Um, and then Chris, you know, next up on my list, uh, another absolute mm-hmm. banger, and that's going to be Vinland Saga. Uh, I believe it's Mukanjo. 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 Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm butchering that, but man, Chris. I'm too busy headbanging the song to the gets intro. Me hyped. Dude, that song gets me hyped to watch the show. Chris, like, that, the way it's pieced together with the... Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, Chris, and the way they have it pieced together in the intro is better than the actual song is itself if you listen yes, to the full version. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, I and, agree. Now, granted, when, we, when we're talking about these intros, we are including, like, the... What's happening in the background, the characters moving around yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. I mean, this song just has it all. It has, like, the slow build-up and then the huge chorus, the breakdown. I mean, it's great. It's just... Dude, this is a song I literally roll the windows down and crank that bitch to fucking full blast. Absolutely. Yeah, it... it it's, it's Again, it's one of those songs that I have on playlists. Like, <laughs> the song is downloaded it's to honestly... my phone. Like, it's not... There's no... <laughs> You never skip this song when it comes on. Like, it's just... 100%. And this song, like, when I started watching the first episode, I was like, I was going to watch it. And I was just, it was, I, I cut it on initially just to kind of be like some background noise. I mean, I like Norse history. Like, I like Vikings, things like that. But I was like, how was that going to translate over to anime, right? Then, like, so I'm watching the intro. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, But then, like, the intro comes on and I'm like, that's a fucking banger. Like I rewound it like five times <laughs> just to listen to the song. I was like, Oh my God. And then like, I w- like, again, a good intro is going to make you invested in what's getting ready to happen. Excuse me. The beer burps. And this one, this one does it perfectly in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is one of those songs that like, or one of those intros that Netflix doesn't need the skip intro button. Cause Nobody. 100%. I, I would love to look at the stats and see that 0% of people have ever skipped this intro. Um, yeah, like it has to. Like, there's no way. If you skip this, you're just a heathen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my second pick. That's track four on our on our album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going into track five, Cody, like my next one, 
is it's it's my first intro it's my well my first and only intro on my hero academia but odd future this is the intro for the season where they're at the um where they're at the 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 camp this is the lead up to the fight with uh where they're in the in the woods with the with the wild wild pussycats where you know where deku really kind of comes into his own here um and the the intro it well a it's just it's just a fucking bop and it has all of the right beats in the visuals. All Might's getting set up for the fucking the, the fucking United States of Smash. Deku versus muscular Shigaraki just walking with all like the hands and shit behind him. Just a just a clean fucking bop, dude. And dude, I don't know. Like this this to me is the most hype my hero intro outside of the very first one. But I, the reason I picked Odd Future over the, the first season is because now we've got some established characters. We've got the lines drawn in the sand, and we're seeing some very pivotal moments for these characters in this season. And this song hypes you up for that, right? So I, I think Odd Future just is just A-plus bopperoni and cheese, man. <laughs> no, it definitely is, and I was glad to see you had it on your list because I, I I had to make the tough cuts. I had Polaris, the I believe it's the sixth My Hero intro. Um, that's a good one. That's uh, a very good one. I think that's my favorite My Hero intro. But Chris, again, we had to, tough cuts had to be made. Um, so I'm glad mm-hmm. you you managed to to make sure My Hero got represented on the intro side. Um, yeah, absolutely, and well deserved, of course. Um, for my next intro. Uh, Chris, this is kind of the the giveaway one, the the low hanging fruit, if you will, and that's the uh-huh. rumbling. Um, oh, what a good one from Attack on Titan! I mean, I, from the moment I first heard it, I was like, "This is this is the fucking intro, man!" Like, <laughs> this is just too good. And I mean, so good, dude. Like AOT has it sets a mood, doesn't it? <laughs> it totally sets a fucking mood. Oh, definitely. Uh, that a lot of People are about to get stomped on. Um, Ooh, crunchy. But, but I mean, like, AOT has so many good intros. <clears throat> I probably could have put, like, at least two on my list, but I was like, let me mm-hmm. try to get one from each show, or from, like, a couple different shows. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had to go with the rumbling, man. It's it's my, it's my favorite AOT intro. Um, and But, I mean, it's, it, it's surrounded by great, like, I, I could see us having all, uh, like, seven or eight of the AOT intros making it onto these, onto oh, these volumes uh, eventually. But, yeah, that, that was my mm-hmm. choice. I went with the rumbling. Um, well, and, and I'm glad you did that because it's a segue into my next one, which is also from the final season of AOT. And I chose My War. And I like that one. It, it's the one that's a little more, like, upbeat but it, it's very much like a, a drums of war kind of song right because this one in addition to the rumbling the reason i like both of these intros is because this season is when the world really opened up to us like we got the truth behind what was happening we and then we were introduced to this just this war machine on the other side of the continent, right? Or just across the ocean. And when I got to that point and I started season four and, or the final season, it's season four. And that intro plays, I was like, 
this is my favorite and it's one of my favorite intros by far especially like when it gets to the part where like it shows all the soldiers marching i was like every like everything changed everything changed going into season four and i think this intro sets us up perfectly the way the rumbling sets us up for the back half of that where where fucking aaron is he he's kind of gone off the deep end right and the rumbling kind of sets us up for him going off the deep end whereas my war sets us up for you know it's not about these people versus these titans that they don't know where they came from it is literally a declaration of war on those motherfuckers that sent them over here and have killed my people for all of the you know what i mean and i've killed my friends my family like the war like the war has been declared and i think that this and that's why i'm kind of talking about these both at the same time that these two intros just sum that whole thing up i i genuinely think of everything on these lists these two are probably like the star tracks yeah i mean they're both i mean they go hand in hand like you said they sure do they Um, sure do yeah definitely my my war is definitely up there and some one of my favorite intros in aot Mm -hmm. um and the way you dun, put, dun, 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 the way you put it, I mean, mm-hmm. that's literally like Aaron declares war, like a few episodes into that. Yeah. Um, but like you also mm-hmm. said, like that's where the world opens up. We get to see the other side of the water, um, and all of you know civilization over there. Um, and I love the, and I also love too, like the imagery on this one, where it's like you're seeing kind of all of like this kind of very like fascist, militaristic, almost Nazi esque type of scenery with explosions and blimps and foot soldiers marching very like lockstep kind of marching. It's and like, you're just like, you're like, this is going to be a hell of a mountain for Aaron and the, and the gang to climb. And then like, when they finally get all the pieces in place, they switches to the rumbling and you're like, you guys are so fucked. You're <laughs> so fucked. That's just kind of how, that's just kind of how season four feels. And I think, I think AOT overall, I think, does it the best, where their intros really get you set for what's getting ready to happen. I think they're just kind of a master class in that. I I, I completely agree. Um, so those are our two AOT representatives on on yeah. on the list, um, at least for intros. Um, yes. Now, Chris, for my next pick, I'm going with an, another a newer one, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's not as new anymore. I mean, everybody sings it now. Um, but Chris, I'm going with the first Demon Slayer intro. That's a good one. I believe it's called Garinge, I think is what it's called. I believe it's from, mm-hmm. I think the artist is Garinge, Garange, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Chris, I, I mean, just another intro very similar to Vinland Saga where it starts off kind of slow yeah. and then builds up and you get this big, huge chorus and obviously mm-hmm. you get the, the crazy visuals from Demon Slayer all throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, just another unskippable intro. I mean, all the ones we've talked about, yeah. y- you just don't skip, um, like at all. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, we've watched no, we've agree. watched plenty of shows that have bad intros that we just immediately skip. Um, yeah. These ones are just non-skippables. But yeah, Demon Slayer. It, it was tough, man. I had this. It intro, grows on me. I had especially this, once I once I turned the corner on the show. That intro really grew on me. Yeah, I had this intro, and then I had the Entertainment District arc intro, and I had, and I was like, I that's like, a good one too. I was like, I like the first it's one. So like vibrant, right? It's just like, oh, I want to be there. 
Yeah, I just like. I want to go to there. <laughs> I just like the first one just a little bit more, so that's why it made the cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris. With that, I being... get big casino vibes from the from the Entertainment District Dark one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but Chris, with that being said, Chris, you got one more intro to make to round out your top five here. Uh, what's what's going to make I... the cut, man? So it's also a newer one, one that we watched. Um, it's a uh, Tombi from uh, Trigun Stampede. Now I know we were kind of very middle of the road with Trigun Stampede, but I thought this intro really helped the show be better than it actually was because while because I thought about Trigun as a whole while I was listening to this song, which it's it kind of maybe I kind of went a little outside of my career because I think this track is an absolute banger as well. It's an absolute just J-pop banger. But like this show just made me think of just Trigun or this song just made me think of Trigun as a whole. The journey I had been on with Vash and Wolfwood and Millie and Merrill, and then up to this new kind of just retelling of Vash and Merrill and Wolf and meeting Wolfwood and just the the fact that they kind of they kind of gave it all to us up front, which I still don't agree with, but I think we got to kind of carry the weight with Vash from Jump Street. And I think this song kind of when you watch the intro with this song, I think it really it makes sense why they why they put all that weight on us up front. And this I think this intro and song kind of helps us kind of helps us feel that a little bit more as we get into each episode. Um, so I, I think that I think it's just probably one of the best intros I've ever heard. Um, I, I there was actually I, I when I was looking at stuff this morning, I found a video where they took the original Trigun intro and put this song to it. And Cody, it was pretty perfect. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was like, that's, I, I would, I want, I want to watch that. I want that show. Yeah, I definitely did not skip this track. Any of the times when we were watching, uh, when we were watching stampede. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a good bop. It's a it's quality nice bop. bop. Yeah, quality bop for sure. Um, now Chris, my next one, I was struggling on my fifth pick until I saw your message mm-hmm. where you asked, if movie intros counted and movie outros, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I was like, "I didn't even like think of that." Because um, I was, I, Chris, I had I had the Death Note first intro, I had Full Metal Alchemist mm-hmm. first intro, and I had the High School of the Dead intro. And I was like, mm-hmm. "One of, you know, only one of these guys can make it into the top five. Um, but then you mentioned that, and I was like, "Oh, never mind." I went, watched the beginning of Your Name, the movie, and uh, I'm going with Dream Lantern by the Rad Wimps, which is the opening song. Um, you know, you get all the imagery of the meteorite flying through the sky, obviously, um, you know, all the insane, like visuals just from that intro and just the movie alone, um, are really well represented in this song. Um, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and immediately downloading the soundtrack afterwards, finding out there was an English version of the soundtrack also, which, you know, is great in its own rights. Um, yeah, I went with Dream Lantern, the opening theme to Your Name. I think it's technically just, like, the theme song in general. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, it's just a bop, man. The Rad Wimps, they, they can do no wrong in my eyes. Like, <laughs> any, yeah. any any music they, they want to produce on any animated film, like, sign me up. You're I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, those are our ten intros, Chris. And it was tough, it was tough sledding, man. We are... <laughs> We we didn't you know Tank didn't make the cut again from Full Metal Alchemist didn't make the cut mm-hmm. 
Like there were tough cuts were made, but we got here. And even Showdown from Cannon Busters, and even Battle Cry from Samurai Samurai Shampoo. Like these are these are known bangers, right? Yeah, those were all in my like top. I had like fifteen on yeah. my notes in my phone, and I just slowly just had to start deleting them. Like it was like, oh, man, like the Jujutsu Kaisen intro is great too. Um, and yeah. It's just, Another one that I was just like, I just like these these other five songs a little bit more. Um, yeah, and, and I had to listen to them this morning to make sure that I was making the right call. Oh yeah, me at like eight thirty this morning, I was scrambling. I was like, man, I gotta figure out, I gotta iron out this list. Um, and it was tough, man. But yeah, those are our ten intros. Uh, once again, we have. Uh, let's see here. We have Dream Lantern, uh, mm-hmm. the Demon Slayer first intro. Back on Titan, the Rumbling, Parasite's intro, Let Me Hear. Inland Saga's Season 1 intro. Uh, and then for you, you had My War from AOT. Uh, Odd Future from My Hero Academia. Tombi from Trigun Stampede. This Fire from Cyberpunk Edge Runners, And Ask DNA from the Cowboy Bebop movie from the Seatbelts. Yes. So that's, uh, that's a hell of a disc man. one, Cody. That's yeah. a hell of a disc one. Yeah, Chris, but we got it. There, there's another. This is two cassettes here, you know, two CD rounds. That's right, brother. That's yeah. right. You got to have something for the trip home. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, so I'm gonna let you lead off with the outros, Cody. What, uh, what's what is your first outro? What, what is gonna get us set to just for the ride home to just reminisce about what we just went through, what we just watched, what we witnessed? What, what's gonna take us home, Cody? What's gonna start us off right? Well, Chris, this is the easiest pick for me. Um. I, I will say that my actual favorite intro, as far as emotion goes, is on your side of the your side of the bracket mm-hmm. here, um, mm-hmm. which is why it's absent from mine. Um, okay. But when you sent me your outro list, I noticed that you had three of my choices, so it made me mm-hmm. like it, it. It was like, oh, cool! I get like a top eight list now. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. Um, but you know, the one that we talked about probably the most on the podcast since we first heard it, and that is the Helsing outro, which is a song. <sighs> Song called "Shine" by Mr. Big. Baby, on your own, you gotta give it up. What a song! What a fucking bop! That's one, Cody. You're driving down a country road. You're just staring out the window, driving, just driving a clean fifty-five. That's a song. I mean, this song is just mm. it, it. It it is just perfect. Like I, I don't even know. It shouldn't. It doesn't even make sense. Like it shouldn't make sense with the with the show Helsing, but it just works. And it yeah, just, it definitely does not fit. But boy, does it it but does it actually just really fit? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like who would have thought that this weird combination of like early two thousands anime and you know like I think a song Fucking dad rock. I don't even know when Shine was released to be honest. Oh man! But it, it is just it just works perfectly. Um fucking pure dad rock yeah that is my first pick is shine from the helsing outro oh man how are you gonna kick off this uh this outro so i mean shine's a hard one to follow up but if we're going to if we're riding down that country road or we need a real big like let us up moment to me it's gotta start with long hope philia from mha this is this is the outro that was on after the All Might retirement arc. Okay, yeah. So this is after, like, we've ju- we've really just witnessed the end of All Might's story. Like, we we watch, we're watching the birth of the next greatest hero, 
and we watched basically the retirement of the symbol of peace and it wasn't by choice and the fact that we get this very like melancholy just kind of like very emotional and it's it's you know it's a lot of just deku running towards something um you know and and he, he like to me we find deku finally got to a point where he is finally making a difference right and he was there when his hero his childhood hero saved the day for the last time yeah right yeah, absolutely yeah so this is what this is like it's like when he like when I, when, when I think of this song the first thing i hear is all my pointing to the camera saying now it's your turn and like that just like that just has so much weight behind it and then in the next season it this is the outro right because now it's now we're really beginning deku's story so i think this is just a great kind of like oh man this is this is where we're at where we've been has put us here right like the journey has dropped us off right here so to me, I, I just don't think it get much, it gets much better than that. But it actually does because there's so many great ones here. Yeah, it's definitely like a passing of the torch kind of moment in the outro. Big kind of time. encapsulates that. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, for me, I, I I'll, I'll stick with the My Hero train here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going with Heroes, which is actually the first outro of of the show. A good one. Um, and Chris, you know, before we even like talk about the song, like th- this song mm-hmm. could be like is better than like 90% of anime intros across all the anime. Like this is very yeah. this very much could have been the intro to my hero. Like <laughs> this song is yeah. great. Um and you know like like how you said how we're seeing, you know, the torch pass from All Might to Deku and this outro we're seeing like you know you it's I think it opens actually with the scene of like the All Might figure that Deku had and we get to see yeah you know, throughout that first season we see Deku like as a kid, you know, watching his heroes and all that stuff. So the title of it being mm-hmm. heroes just perfectly fitting, uh, and it's just a bop, man. Like, and him just getting to finally like rub shoulders and be like, be the one thing he always wanted to be with the person that he's always idolized, right? Yeah. And when I was going through the My Hero songs, I was like, I actually thought this song was an intro. <laughs> that's so funny i was like man i was like i know there's a song i like more than this and then when i went to the outros it was the first one i'm like oh there it is that's the one yep <laughs> um yeah so that's my my solo my hero pick uh on, on our on our rankings this time around but th- like like you said like they have good intros they have good outros it's just tough to make the cuts but this <laughs> is definitely my favorite my hero song no, absolutely and cody like i said i typically like the more melancholy stuff and you know on on disc one, we had the intro to Parasite, which really sets us up. But man, on the back end, when they hit us with that smooth R and B, brother, we like we just kind of watched this guy's life change and the world change. And like this, just this this song just really you know it's the right time is the the name of the song and it it is in fact the right time to have this song on the album because like i sit there whenever i listen to this song i just think about the characters and what they all went through like this really really just like heavy change a lot of death a lot of loss 
Yeah, it just really just really sums it all up for me. Yeah, absolutely. And even like looking at the YouTube comments on this song, Chris, because this was this was mm-hmm. on my list until I saw yours, and I was like, oh, cool. I can, mm-hmm. like I said, um, but like people like were saying like how crazy the things are that happen in the episodes, and then you get this yeah. just as like your kind of let me up moment. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just another, I mean, like like we said, like Parasite might be like the like the sleeper hit of all the shows we've covered. Like, I agree. I agree. It was, I was very, and again, if we would not have been doing this podcast, Cody, I would have never watched it. It would have just never crossed, crossed my path. Yeah, but I, I'm definitely glad we did. And we got to hear these bangers as well as watch a good show and, and, and some decent live action movies, Chris. Um, yeah, it turns out they were, they, they just nailed it all across the board. Now, fuck the guy with the weird like chin. That's like that yeah, guy sucks. Yeah, the chin guy is, you know, he, he he was he was there, I guess, but you know, <laughs> he was he was there, all right. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. But Chris, now I think it's time for us to move into the Full Metal Alchemist section of our album here. Um, oh, absolutely, brother. And now, when it comes to outros, Full Metal Alchemist has like four of the greatest and five great ones. I would say, like. And so um, I'm going, uh, you know, without spoiling anything, Chris, I'm going to go with the first Full Metal Alchemist intro, which is titled Uso. Um, yeah. Dude, it's just a bop. It's an absolute fucking bop. Um, you know, to go along with the absolute bop intro, which is called Again, uh, which just barely missed the cut on both of our top five lists. Um, th- this song just, like, it-, it gets you excited for the next episode. Um, like, it's just... I don't know, man. It's just it's just a bop. Like I, I fucking love this song. It's like, just good. It's yeah, like, good. Like it was very easily like one of like I think it's probably like my second favorite out of my intros I have listed here. Um, very memorable. Like the moment I hear it, I know exactly what it's from. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just one of my favorite tracks. But yeah, that's that's entry number one to our Full Metal Alchemist outros. Now, so now this see this one's kind of weird because I feel like one of these ones on my list should definitely be like the closing track, right? Oh, that's fair. That's um, fair. You can save, you can save it if you want to, Chris. I, I want to, cause I think, I think that's how you, you know, you pull up in the driveway and cut the engine and wipe the tears from your <laughs> eyes. Oh, yeah. no, but we can't have you crying the whole back half. We need to, we need to liven things up. So Cody, I'm taking a page out of your book and I have ending number two from death note. Uh, it's so Billy. By what is it? Maxim, Maximum the Hormone, I think is the name of the band. Oh man, Chris. What a fucking um, bop. <laughs> brother. This, this, and this is This sounds like every like nineties, two thousands like song just wrapped into one. <laughs> like you got some rock, dude. you got some metal moments, you got some like almost like Lincoln Park sounding moments. Like there's just it has everything. Well and dude, and this this comes at a time where like the show, like the landscape of the show is really changing and not for the better. Like it's getting darker. It's getting worse. It's when I say getting worse, I mean, the stakes are getting higher and the, and just the situation is getting worse. And yeah, the, the chess battle much from, like between light and L is yeah. like at an all time high this, when the song. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is coming to, and it quickly comes to a close. And then you're just like, Holy shit. Like, this song just makes you, like you said with the uh, the the last full metal track. This song just makes you ready to dive into the next thing and see what's going to happen next. So that's I just I can't say enough about this one. It's it's a good. Yeah, definitely was on my list. 
I like it way more than the first outro um, of mm. Death Note. You know, there's only really two outros to Death Note, um, but this is definitely yep. my preferred one. Um, oh, it's a banger. Now, Chris, I'm, you know, part two of the Full Metal Alchemist train here. Uh, this is my last track. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I got, I got more. I got more. Hold on. Oh, Chris, you know what? I, we'll put a, you know, I spoiled it a little bit. I'll talk about Full Metal Alchemist again. Chris, I have the fourth outro, which is called oh, Shunken Sentimental. This is the, like, the super, like, fast drums and guitar at the end where you see, like, I don't even. I think it's the like the cameras just flying through like the tunnels that were dug by. Um, yeah. Tunnels dug by sloth, I believe, is what it's all going through. Yes. Um, just a super fast bass intro. Um. I, again, like with with the first Full Metal Alchemist intro, it just like you just can't wait for the next fucking episode, man. Um. Yeah, especially when things are kind of heating up right here as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah, like all the homunculus are in play. Um. You know. Mm-hmm. We know that we know we can't trust the military. Like, yeah, it's just it's great, and so it's it's like Full Metal Alchemist has so many good outros, um, but this and, and Uso are two of my absolute favorites. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that is my next choice, old Shukane Sentimental. That's a good. Now, one of my this one of mine actually was a was a very pleasant surprise. Um. Because we like to dog Seven Deadly Sins on this show because it started out really, really solid. Like, first season one, season two are solid, and then it just takes a fucking nosedive. I mean, just a, <laughs> just a, just a direct put the plane into a nosedive Hulk Hogan. Like, we're just, we're just to the, just to the dirt. But when we got, Grudge at Edinburgh or Grudge of Edinburgh, we kind of returned to form. Grudge of Edinburgh felt like those first couple seasons where we had some good fight scenes. The characters didn't suck. Just a really well paced story, introduction of some really great villains. And then they culminate all of that with this great ends track called Lemonade. And it just kind of like recaps everything that we had just saw. They were like, hey, you were low on a, to me, it felt like they were like, hey, you were low on a seven deadly sins. Well, let's just recap our return to form. And it was just a really good bop after like May. That song made me really, really excited for the next part that's coming up. And this is another one that I'll just fucking roll down the windows, crank this bitch up to full blast and just <laughs> just roll, just peel away on two wheels. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the way you put it. Like it, it seems like a them returning to form, almost like a breath of fresh air. You know, maybe the yeah, very much maybe the title lemonade, it's refreshing as a glass of lemonade. Yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I think they did that on purpose, Chris. I think they knew that. They we, had, I hope they did. Like they, we know people are doubting this show. We're gonna we're gonna bring them back. Um, yes. Yeah, definitely get you excited for part two. Um, and like you said, it recaps like what we just saw. Um, Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely a certified classic. Um, yeah, certified, certified hood <laughs> banger. Yeah. And now for my final pick, Chris. Um, you know, I thought the outros were going to be easier. They were still pretty tough. Um, but one Attack on Titan song managed to make it, and that is the Great Escape, which I believe is the second. That's a good one. I believe it's the second outro. Um, yes. And it's another one of those songs that I think could be like better than. 
a majority of intros out there. It's definitely better than a majority of outros. Uh, and it's my favorite uh, AOT outro. Um, because, I mean, and, and you know, when you look back at it now, like, you get to see, like, in, in the outro, it shows, like, we get to see our whole crew, you know, when they're just kids, like, in training and all this stuff, like, just j joining the scouts. And, like, to see how far they've come from that moment, it's just, it's just a really cool outro to go back and watch. Um, yeah, my favorite AOT outro is The Great Escape, and that's why it is the last one on my list. Now, Chris, <clears throat> you have, on your on your side of it, for this final track, you have my actual favorite uh, outro. I think we saved the best for last, honestly, because like I said, Cody, we're pulling up into the driveway. We've gone on an amazing journey. We're home. I don't think it gets any better of recapping and really just feeling the emotion of what we've been through, then let it all out, which is the second outro for full metal alchemist brotherhood. It might be the greatest outro of all time. And it's one of those ones. And I, I'm a big fan of when the outro starts while the show is still going. Oh yeah, and that happened a couple times in Full Metal, and it just, I mean, the tears start to well up, man, because they know exactly when to do this. is This is like a maneuver. This is like the gates of hell from the Undertaker. You only use it <laughs> in that in that in that situation very sparingly, and it was just perfect every time. So I can't think of a better song to end. That's what I call Suds Volume One. Yeah, I mean then let it all out. Yeah, I mean, it has the moment, like, <clears throat> I think it's when Ed, or it's when, yeah, Ed gets to, you know, he gets oh, to the door. Oh, to Al's body. Yeah, he punches, oh, when he punches through bro. the door of truth and you hear the ding, 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 ding. He's like, Yeah, but he's man. like, I'll come back for you. I'm coming back for you. And it's just like, oh, oh, brother. And then, like, the moment, like, the door closes, it's just, mm -hmm. the whole <laughs> It's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so good. So good, and of course that's the easy or the end of I believe season two. Um, yeah, I remember like getting to that point because Chris, when I first watched Brotherhood, we bought it. We mm -hmm. bought the first two seasons on on the PlayStation mm -hmm. Three store. So like yes. that was the last episode, and I was like, "When does season three drop? Like we need it." Right. Me and my brother were like, "We need it now. Like we need it now. We needed it yesterday." I need it yesterday exactly. We're, like crying the entire time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely the perfect song to wrap up um, the Suds album here. Um, yes, I agree. Again, you know, the hardest the hardest top ten I've ever had to come up with in my life. Um, yes. What we got there, Chris? A lot of honorable mentions that'll probably make it on the year two album. Absolutely. There will be... It will be a volume two. You know, you, you can't just have all the bangers on the first one. That's right. Yeah, we we will have. There's more hits coming uh, for next year, um, so look forward to that. Um, That's right. Chris, Please look forward to it. You no, know, Chris, we got one more thing. We got to, or I guess technically two more things we got to settle. I guess we're gonna take a look at our anime rankings. Both or all yes. three. We're looking at movies. We're looking at live actions. We're looking at series. Uh, and yeah, and I think kind of go going ahead. over if we want to make any changes. I guess we can start with the easy one. Um, which is yeah. Like, I was gonna start with the live action. Yep. When I look at the live actions, Chris, um, I think I'm gonna keep everything right where it is. I have 
you know, a lot of our list is pretty similar. Um, yeah. I have the AOT movies at the bottom, that followed by the Full Metal Alchemist movies, followed by the Death Note live action, followed by mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell live action, followed by Bebop series, the Erase series, along the Wolf Brigade, two Parasite films, and Alita up top. I'm keeping that. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping that where it is. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. I do want to make a quick change on mine. I know I put. I know I put. Um, Ghost in the Shell number one. I went back and watched Alita again. I think I need to sw- swap those two back. Alita number one. Um, Ghost in the Shell number two. Alita is just amazing. It's just a good movie. Like take the anime part out of it. I think Alita is just a good movie on its own merit. I mean, obviously, I agree. Uh, that um, yeah. now, granted, I I I still like the the new Ghost in the, or the live action Ghost in the Shell. Um, uh huh. But I think watching watching oh shit, just repeated something. Uh, I think watching um just those movies back, I'm just not as big of a maybe maybe I'm just not a big Ghost in the Shell fan. Like that's fair. Which that's kind fair. Of, which sounds a little a little rough and might be kind of shocking. You, you don't like the you don't like the the chorus like the orchestral like screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't like that. But you know, there's there's a gr- a large group of people that love that soundtrack. It's just not it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. That's fair. But I definitely do like like the live action movie. There's a a significant jump from my number seven to my number eight. Um, yes. Like Death Note and Below is just where you don't mm-hmm. want to be. Um, yeah, so we both have Alita back up on, back as our number one. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess we could move to series next. That's the next shortest list. Um, that yeah. We go to, um, for our, just our standard anime ranking. Chris. So once again, we've seen 34 shows. Um, any changes yeah. you want to make here? So a couple. Um, I think, I think, I want to move I I think I want to move my hero up a little higher. Okay. And if you need me to oh, this, oh, this is tough. You have your updated. Hey, will, will you send me will you send me my most recent one? Because I think I have mine is a little outdated. Yeah, the it's tough. It's okay. I know one it's change so I'm gonna make real quick. Um mm-hmm. Even after just talking about it, Chris, I'm going to move Parasite up. I'm going to move Parasite up to my new number 13. It's currently my number 16. I'm just going to move it up a couple spots. Yeah, my Parasite's actually going up a, a lot higher, honestly. It's currently my number 26. I'm moving that up to number... It might actually be my new number 17. And just slide everything down one. Okay. That's 17. Yeah, Parasite's jumping like ten spots. Like that's huge. Yeah, I think honestly, just listening to the intros and outros, I was like, "Damn, the show was actually like pretty damn." Good. It was, and the more I like thought about the show, other than fucking chin shelf slap nuts, yeah, everybody else is great. That's right. Yeah, show was good. That's definitely a, a super solid show. Definitely something I'll probably go back and revisit down the line. Yeah, and I'm looking at my top ten. It's so hard. Um. I think my top ten might. I I kind of want to move my hero up. I think what happen. I think what's going to happen is, I'm going to swap spaces with my hero and Brotherhood, and then I'm going to swap spaces with Castlevania and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Okay, so it'll be your list. Your top five will be AOT, My Hero, 
Castlevania Cyberpunk Brotherhood? Yes. Okay. Around a little bit. Yeah, and I actually, I actually really like my top ten. Like, I really, really like that. I think the top ten is so solid. Like, I'd watch all of those. I, I would definitely. I, I've already had Kotaro lives alone on in the background like multiple times since we watched it. Oh, brother! I've watched that show. Like, literally, like, it's so good. I I'm on, it's I'm so on like funny. my fifth watch through. Like, it's, I'm not even kidding. Like, it, brother, you you will never cease, <laughs> brother. It is so good. It is just like. It's heartwarming. It's fucking great. Just fun. It's just a good time. And, and, like, it's a good time that, like, it shouldn't be a good time. Like, you should feel really bad for these characters, but, like, they handle their shit really well. Yeah, even for, you know, one of them being a four-year-old. Like, right, right. To handle some adult problems and, like, really, like, help the adults make it through their very adult problems. Um, no, Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think the only one I'm I'm moving is Parasite. Um, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty fine with my my top ten as well. A Trigun, mm-hmm. Race, Helsing Ultimate, Kotaro, My Hero, Castlevania, Bebop, AOT, Brotherhood, and Death Note. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's gonna be tough to crack into that top five or that top ten. I mean, um, yeah, my top ten is pretty elite. And even like going like through the top twenty, like it's still just stacked. Like, <laughs> yeah. Promise Neverland, Cyberpunk, Parasite, Vinland Saga, Demon Slayer. It's like, Jesus. Which I know, I, I, I think our top 20 is pretty identical, just mixed around a little bit. Like, it's the same 20 yeah. shows, just moved around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, uh, at that point, it, I, I feel like the top five is just, like, nitpicky personal preference, right? Like. Yeah. Like I, I think I, I I I don't know if anything like my hero is one of my favorite shows of all time, but I don't think anything's gonna dethrone AOT. AOT is just so good. It's so good. Yeah, for and me, I am more the, the one thing from this podcast, Cody, is I'm mad at myself for not watching the show as it was coming out. <laughs> That's right, Chris. You're, you're caught up now. Yeah, I think my top I four, am. my top four of Death Note, Brotherhood, AOT, and Bebop. Like I don't, I don't like the only way those are getting moved around is amongst themselves. Just maybe how I'm yeah. feeling that day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are just good, and I'm actually, I was actually looking on Netflix today. I think I'm gonna give, you know, I think it's almost time to give Castlevania another watch through. I think it's about that time of year. I feel like, I feel like we should already have the spinoff or some news on the spinoff by now, but we still haven't really yeah, got like, anything, it's unfortunately. Yeah, like, it radio silent, unfortunately, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Definitely excited about that. Um, Chris, and I'm excited about what we're going to, you know, kick off year four with, so with that being said... Oh, what about our... We did, no, we did the movie. Yeah, we, no, we did the... We got to do movies, Cody. Oh, we, we, do, do, we do got to do movies. You're right, Chris. I'm jumping, I'm jumping the gun here. No, that's okay. That is all right. Because um, honestly, not much is going to move around on the movies. Maybe a couple near the top. Um, I... Th- oh, man, that's tough. Here, I'll send you your list <sighs> if you need it. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take an updated... I'll take one fresh updated list, please. There it is. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Looking at mine, I'm gonna bump Akira down a little bit. Um, I did. Have yeah, the, I, th- I think Akira is gonna go down for me as well. I did have the chance to rewatch Akira after we watched Steam Boy, and mm. you know, as iconic as it is, 
I think I ranked it a little bit too high. Um, uh, it's, yeah, no, it I... just feels bad bumping it down. Like I'm gonna bump it down to my. Oh God, dude! I'm bumping Akira down to my number twelve spot. I'm actually bumping it down a lot lower. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then I don't feel as bad. Um, Akira, again, it is iconic. Um, mm-hmm. But I think as a movie, like I like all of the films that I have that I'm moving it below, which is Kiki's, Totoro, Weathering with You, the Bebop movie, Grave of the Fireflies, Metropolis, five centimeters per second, and Princess Mononoke. I think I just enjoy those films as a, as a film so much mm-hmm. more. Um, yeah, I actually want I want to swap places with well, so okay, a couple things are going to change here. I want a silent voice to be my new number nine. Okay. I want so silent voice is going to be my new number nine, pushing everything down one. Then I want Lily Cat to be. I want Lily Cat to be my new number sixteen. And just pushing all those down. Pushing everything down. And then the Grudge of Edinburgh to be my new number 20, pushing everything down. Okay. All that right. And then was there anything with Akira or just leave Akira? Uh, I want, honestly, I want Akira to be like. Brother, I think Akira is like my new number 25. Jeez. Yeah, it's taking a swan dive. I just, I just. We're gonna put it just below Jinro. Yeah, I honestly, I, I think I'd rather watch Jinro over Akira almost every time. Yeah, I, I think rewatching it, like it is like the iconic anime movie, but I, I, I think it falls into that spot where I think people, yeah. you know, like at the time it was like this big thing, and you know, nobody had ever done anything like it before, but. Yeah, the future is now, old man. I think it's time to. I think it's time for a little swaparoni. Yeah, the story's kind of a, kind of leaves you with more questions than answers. Um, and I know, yeah, I know the manga was only like half out when they made it, but like the creator of mm-hmm. the manga made the movie, so you don't get that excuse. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, so definitely, so definitely, some things moved around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other changes before I save this thing here? No, that is it. I think that is it. I think my uh, my top ten is pretty and uh in, in, impenetrable. We'll see. We got it. We got a new Hayao Miyazaki film on the way. We'll see if it. Can oh, we crack, do. We do crack the top ten. Um, the Metropolis is a hard one to top. That's that movie's just so good. It's so beautiful to look at, and it's just it's a solid watch and probably the best use of I, I can't stop loving you by Ray Charles in any medium ever. Yeah, and I, I think that's. That helped play into the fact where, why Akira is so low on my list now is because I like Metropolis better as well. Like, yeah, um, to go along with the other movies. Um, Chris, now with all that being said, um, mm-hmm. it is time to reveal our first show that we're going to be watching in season four. Oh, baby! 40, Drum roll, please. With forty-two percent of the vote, Chris. Mm-hmm. A show that was nominated on our very first poll. Oh, okay. Come back around to win our poll 156 weeks later. <laughs> oh, man. And that is Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Now, by the way, Cody, had we watched this sooner, their intro would definitely be on That's What I Call Suds Volume 1. That's all right, Chris, because it'll... I don't know where to go! It'll be on on Volume 2 for sure. Oh, goddamn right it will. I am excited. And you said you haven't watched all of it yet, so this will be like kind of new territory for you, won't it? Oh, yeah, a lot of this will be. Um, I don't really remember much about it. Like, it would be like a show that I would like... You know, I'm I'm just flipping it on, waiting for like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto mm-hmm. or you know whatever the show was back then, um, or yeah. or just because I had it on Cartoon Network, pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah, man, definitely excited. Oh, to it's a winner. Um, now, well, we're going to be covering the first season first, obviously. Uh, there's twenty five yep. episodes. Do we want to just do a twelve thirteen split? I am a okay with that. Um, and um, I'm pretty. I'm trying to think where it makes the most sense to cut off. It might be a thirteen twelve. It might be. It says Yusuke versus Rando. Is that episode twelve or thirteen? Thirteen. Um, let's do thirteen because I think that's the end of like the maze castle section. Because then I think the back half is them fighting the Tagoro brothers. So yeah, I think we should do a thirteen and a twelve. Okay, that's fine with me. We'll do 13 episodes next week, and then the following 12 the following week, and then we'll figure out the rest from there. Um, Dude, I'm actually really excited to queue up some Yu Yu Hakusho, brother. These are Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I watched at a very like inf, a very influential and very impressionable time in my life, um, young adulthood. I remember I remember owning all of the DVDs, like the black with like the blue lettering on the side. Oh my god, dude. I lived and breathed. I played the card game at the time. Fucking I lived and breathed some Yu Yu Hakusho, man. Kuwabara is one of my favorite characters in anime. Yeah, I mean, in this show, I think we've nominated it. This might be the second or third time we nominated it. Yeah. And it's always been a close one, but it definitely stole yeah. the, stole the, the poll here. Um, it's a good one, man. Like, it's so good. Like, there's no way. There's no way. No, I'm that not. like you walk away from. I I do think the final season is weak. I I will not. I won't beat around the bush on that. I was I was personally disappointed with how it ended, but I also think I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt, Cody, because I actually did not finish Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, actually, finally watched the last season until like pandemic times. I just never finished it. Um, I but but I'm also Cody. I'm just weird. If I'm really invested in something, I hate finishing something because then it's over, right? Then I've seen it all. Right. I don't know what happens. I don't know where to go. When I'm in a anyway, <laughs> but like, I just, I get like this really empty feeling when I finish a show that I really like. And I think that kind of drug me down. But also, too, like the last season, was not really that great compared to like all of the seasons in front of it are like a tier like really really like god tier anime then that final season starts out really good but then like i said it just kind of has this feeling of like hey we're done and we just need to wrap up all these loose ends and just do it really quickly and it's like they are moving really fast almost too fast and then it's just kind of over and it's like well fuck all right yeah, no, I'm de- I'm definitely excited to check it out. We'll be covering it for the next probably like ten weeks. 
Oh, that'll be good. Oh, it's oh so God. Is good. there any movies? Uh, there, there is a movie. Um, it has, it's called the, uh, like the spirit files or ghost files. Um, it was, it, it was where I had first heard of you, you Haka show. It's, uh, it's an older movie, definitely different voice cast. Um, <laughs> well, we'll cover it. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those ones that came out like, I mean, cause the you Haka show is an old show anyway, but the movie, I remember seeing the movie when I was younger, I, I knew of the movie before I knew of the show. Um, just cause the movie they just had randomly at the video store. Um, cause I distinctly remember that Kuwabara in the movie, they call him Kuwahara. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a different, a dub. it's an watch. old, <laughs> it will, it, it, well, the movie itself is fine, but like the voice acting is that very like eighties, nineties, like really not great voice acting. The streamlined dub or something, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not great, but the movie itself is fine. Um, you just have to you just have to take it with a grain of salt, and just remember when you're watching that movie that the voice acting definitely got better. No, absolutely, yeah. We'll cover that. We'll cover the OVAs. We'll cover the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what we're going to be covering next week. The first thirteen episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. I believe it is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, it's on, it's on Hulu. It's on and, and on Hulu. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'll, I'll be watching it on Hulu. Um, Same. That's why. That's my. That is my one-stop shop for the hawk. Yep. Well, uh, Chris, any any last thoughts before we wrap up our 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 special three-year anniversary show? Any any shout-outs you want to give? Any anything? Nah, the man. Floor it's is just, yours, it's, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun. I'm I'm really been enjoying seeing some new favorites. Um, you know, seeing some things that I know I'll never watch again. Um, it's just been fun being able to just talk about a medium that I like and really reconnecting with it. Um, cause I, I'm especially nowadays, man, like I feel like, especially when you look at movies and TV, it's all just rehashes of the same shit. Whereas you can get to anime granted anime. Okay. I, I, I want to, there's kind of a negative part here. I think a lot of problems with like modern things, modern mediums, you know, movies, TV, everything. A lot of times they only want to give you the high spots. Everybody wants a fucking tope, suicida, swanton bomb off the top of the cage. No one wants a chin lock or a rest hold anymore to tell the story. Thankfully, while anime does, modern anime does suffer from that a little bit you get something like demon slayer in the mix that wants to take the, that, that, that wants to go for the chin lock instead of the tope suicida. They want to take the time and tell you a story, right? Anime is a, it's a lot. Anime is more likely going to do that than most other movies and TV out right now. So if you still like being told stories. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit that is just like, we're going to move at a breakneck pace. We're going to do all the fan service shit. Like we're just going, we're just being a fucking, we're just dictionary chat GPT generator, AI generated anime, right? Then you'll have those ones that just will stop and slow down and tell you a good story. And really, really like, it's not a high spot if they're all high spots, right? Like, I, I don't want to see the 10th fucking super kick when all I wanted to see was sweet chin music to end the match. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think anime is one of the last bastions 
for that kind of storytelling outside of books. So it's been refreshing to see, you know, maybe I'm just an old man yelling at the clouds here, but to me, that's, that's been probably the most refreshing part of it. Absolutely. To wrap it up, Chris, I want to give a shout out to, you know, everybody that downloads our episodes. You know, we've had our, yes. our biggest year this year. Uh, our our biggest, like the last three months, have been biggest by a mile. That's awesome. We appreciate thank all, you. all of our fans making us the number one anime podcast in both Jamaica and Singapore. <laughs> Singapore, yeah. You know, uh, now there's no, there's no. I, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know if there's it. a hard figure to back that up, <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, self-proclaimed, of course. Um, yeah, I just appreciate everybody listening. Um, and if you guys want to help us decide what we watch next, any suggestions, head over to our Twitter, head over to yeah. our Facebook, just type in Shonen and Suds, you'll see the logo. Uh, any suggestions, you guys can message us, comment, you know you know the drill. Um, yeah, I'm always in the market for a new anime, just saying. Absolutely. We hope you guys will join us next year as we begin our coverage of Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, oh, baby, what a great way to begin the next year. Just a, just a fucking classic with a banger, with a banger intro. I was going to say, in this year, Chris, we're going to have to be paying attention to our intros and outros. Like, I might just Absolutely. Have, us have a ranking list on the side just to... Yeah, we may have to. So well, we, we can to... already just slap... It's going to be a hard sell to... Like, Yu Yu Hakusho is going to be at the top of the pecking order just because it's the first one. I dare something to try to dethrone that. That's going to be a hard ask. And, and and it'll include everything from these past three years as well that didn't make the yeah. this time. So mm-hmm. uh, if you if you missed out on Tank making it, I can almost guarantee it'll make it on next year's. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to do it for our three-year special, Chris. Uh, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you for three years of wonderful anime conversation. Can't wait to keep going. When I'm in the crowd and I face this town, I need to feel the touch of a friend.